Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Uh, hi, hello, it's me again, the Dark Master, uh, coming back with another episode of uh, a fantastic uh, guest and a really, really good friend. I have all the way from Asia, uh, Master Dalton on 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 my call. How are you, sir? How are you doing? Good, good, good. good Training good. hard and enjoying life. Excellent. That's the way. That's the the best things in life, isn't it? Training hard, okay, um, and uh, enjoying enjoying martial arts, enjoying the enjoying the, living the passion. Living the passion. That's that's the main thing. So you're you're actually in Asia at the moment. T- tell us what you're doing there. Um yeah, well I have some seminars. Um I have a seminar in the Philippines and in Malaysia and in um, Cambodia. So but then we also have for ITF Union, we have our Asia championships as well in just outside Manila. So um what I did is like I I Close my classes in July and August in Ireland. Everybody's kind of on holidays. They're doing, the kids are doing a lot of Gaelic sports. So I've always closed always in July and August. So what I did is I just came a little bit earlier. Um, I went to to Cambodia. I've always wanted to see Angkor Wat in, in Cambodia. So you you fly from Bangkok into Siem Reap, the, the kind of, it's a small city, which is right next to, to um, Angkor Wat. We went there, got to see it. It was just something spectacular, a very kind of just mind-blowing place to, to visit. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then basically then I had kind of, basically I've, I've had about three, three and a half weeks of being in Asia before all the seminars and traveling to, you know, the other countries and training every day, um, reading, eating healthy, hmm. you know, just it's my holiday time this, 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 these few weeks here, you know, I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Well, I, we were, we were sort of talking off uh, uh, off audio there, and I was just saying that fair play to you because I'm a bit of a homeboy. I, I love being at <laughs> I love being at home with all all, all the things that are, uh, you know, getting up in the morning, doing my training, playing my guitars, um, yes. and uh, you know, just 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 uh, generally not <laughs> not going too far far away. But uh, I, I am looking forward to perhaps doing some some traveling again uh maybe the next 12 18 months um i might go to africa again uh we we went to africa many years ago you and i and we spent some uh spent some time watching the uh african uh couple of nations which was re- a really fantastic time um was- and, yeah awesome i never forget the atmosphere oh it was crazy wasn't it? well yeah. we went to through i think it was three games we went to but uh was it two or three? I, I was, know there was Mali in Cote d'Ivoire. There was Ghana in Nigeria. Maybe it was two games. Yeah, I think it was two. Well, the Ghana and Nigeria was a big one, wasn't it? Because that uh, was a big one. 
Local, local. I think that was a semi-final, was it? Or it was quarter or semi anyway. But that was a huge game. It was huge, wasn't it? But the good thing about it, you know, we, we saw some fantastic, um, well, African Premiership players, um, um, yeah. Rogba, uh, SCN. Yeah. And, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, yeah. and, and, and look, I suppose you and I have, well, I mean, you've gone to Ghana many, many times, I know, but we kind of have a passion for travelling and, and, and going to those I know yeah. you. You say you don't really like traveling too much, but we really did have a great experience. Oh yeah, yeah, Massive yeah. Hogburn as well. But I never forget that goal, that <laughs> you know, the equalizing goal with Ghana and Nigeria. Nigeria had gone ahead, but do you remember the feeling in the stadium when when Ghana equalized. Oh yes, <laughs> it was bad. It, 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 it was fantastic. Erupted, and it went on all night as well, didn't it? When they won, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was special. Uh, Oh, it's, it's it's fantastic! It's fantastic. Well, I, I've been doing um um you know on, on the on the taekwondo front, I've been doing uh well, it's a little bit of a of a series really, and it was it was to do um with the um the mindset of a of a martial artist um you know perhaps talking about the, the competitive edge and the the mindset of a of a martial artist and how how that manifests itself in the sense that you know how they um approach uh competing and and whether you can develop a, a strong mindset to compete or whether it's something you you're you naturally have or or I don't know maybe maybe it's um uh you know the, the people that get to that position already have a a strong mindset and that's why they get there I don't know you if you've got any thoughts on that um I think that the the individuals you know, uh, just their innate personality is a, a big part of it, certainly. But um, uh, look, there's a lot of stuff that, that there, there's even how their their home environment. There's everything. There's so many different things involved. But I suppose I uh, look when, when we were younger. I don't know about you now, but when I was younger, I was very motivated by the, the tournament side of things. Yeah. Um, like, for, for example, for me, when, when I was a kid, if I played drafts with somebody, I would want to win it. If I yeah. played a game of chess. I would want to win it. If I did running, I would want... It was just... It's just in there. Yeah. But having said that, it's an interesting one. Between the, my two sons, Jordan would have been very, very competitive. If he did run, he'd want to win. If he was doing Gaelic football, he'd want to win. Julian didn't really care. It's, so that's interesting. It's something I never thought about. And I, I'd be wondering, like, yes, when it comes to Taekwondo, he'd want to win everything. So... So maybe it's just what's what's uh, motivates you as an individual as well. But I suppose the bigger thing for me is is the the challenge of of, of competition is fantastic. But there's of course there's a lot of problems as well with with, with ego and so on. And that's for me is a, a big issue. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it is tough. I mean, I I always my my my, my sort of life and my time in taekwondo and, and the things that I've managed to to do uh, achieve whether we call it um, any amount of success i've always put down to my mother because my, my mother was a was a big motivating factor she was always telling me that um you know that i can that, you know i could do this and i could do that and i could achieve and i need you know i need to uh, push hard and and whatever so i from a very young age even as a, a young footballer um i trained hard um and i i actually didn't mind so much if if I won, as long as I knew I did my best and I was well prepared, and that and I brought that that over into into taekwondo, and I don't know whether um, 
you know that that was something that other people other people had um from an early age or whether they they managed to develop it later um you know i look at my young students some of the youngsters and i think wow i'm i'm doing push-ups and i can see the odd person going yeah they're just going that extra mile and doing the extra two whereas people other people just giving up (laughs) well it's my my father was was a very good at Gaelic football. Yeah. But he was a quiet, very quiet man. My mother wouldn't have been really into sports, but but at the same time, my father was quiet. So I, I grew up really not. I, I wasn't good at ball sports, unlike you. So I I only really I was only motivated by it when I took up kung fu or taekwondo afterwards. You know, it was. But like I never had that. Uh, pressure or motivation from from my mom or dad it was just just in me as a yeah. kid i just wanted to always try to win no matter what i did yeah. um but now now i suppose i see like for example i'm sure you're the very same all the trophies and medals we've won as competitors yeah where are they <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, well i know mine are. mine are in landfill in china somewhere <laughs> there, there you go exactly and when i was a kid i had them up on a on a special, in my bedroom, I had all the water, you know, everywhere. Yeah. And, and they're all in the bin. And I, I suppose my even my kids, I kind of always emphasize to them, no matter what you win, that it's, look, Taekwondo is divided. Hmm. Boxing is divided. I know Wacko is now going towards uh, Olympic recognition. But we do martial arts that are very, that they're, they're minor sports in many ways. Well, a lot of people do martial arts, but, is divided between different organizations and so on. So I always would say to them, keep your feet on the ground. And I have to say, on that way, the boys would never, like, we say we had a a, um, a tournament there in Mexico, and Julian was only 18, but he won it. But he'd know straight away at the end of the tournament, it's nice to have a, a win and so on, but ultimately it shouldn't change your attitude or... Yeah, certainly have an ego from winning a competition. And for me, that's the big problem of, of the martial arts is um, yeah. it, it is like it's it's a too much of an ego issue in, in the tournament side of it. But um, at the same time, I, I like teaching for 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 tournament taekwondo, mm-hmm. but I'm just always emphasizing in my classes about, you know, keep the ego in, uh, under check, you know. Um, uh, I don't know that I say this but, because this is, I think, the second time we, we did a yeah this this um interview but i i love that george harrison phrase that the the challenge of your life is to find your true self and i often think that one of our failures in taekwondo is that the winning of tournaments takes us away from the true self yeah because the ego becomes too big but but also it's the same with people becoming seventh eight ninth degree higher ranks in taekwondo i mean people have this thing they have to live up to a particular image and, and, and then they get away from being hmm. Ray Gale or yeah. Don Dalton. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the people yeah. that we are. Yeah. Um, so some people, they only want to be called by Sakyun or whatever, master or... Th- so like, like if a parent comes into my class and they address me as Don, you, you know, yeah. they're, they're not doing Taekwondo. I w- would talk to them uh, the same as I would talk to anybody outside that's not involved in Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. Whereas some some people are, are are lost in that kind of etiquette of Taekwondo. There's an etiquette and protocol for us in, in our classes, but we shouldn't get away from from us being normal people as well, I, I think. 
Yeah, no, well, well I, I would agree with that. And I, I think I think you said a few things there. You know, keep keeping your keeping your feet on the ground is is really important. And I think it, it is important for a for a competitor. And I think you can get it's it you can get lost in it because um particularly if you're really successful, when when that stops, you know, and, and all that for want of a better word, adoration and and yeah, yeah. You know, I've won this and I'm this champion and that champion, when that goes what have you got left? And I've seen so many people do so well as competitors. Yet when it's finished, they they leave, uh, they lose their focus on their martial art because it was all about that, you know, that winning, um, and, and that that was their their end goal, really. Um, so they 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 sort of lose it. And I think many years ago, I had a, a meal. It was actually with um, first Grand Master Ree. And and this this is going back in the eighties. It was it was early eighties. I was going out for a meal. We had a grading. I went out for a meal with him. And I remember asking him a question: "Oh, how how do you think tournaments can could improve?" And um, he looked at me and he didn't answer for a long time. <laughs> and then he looked at me and said, "Taekwondo isn't about tournaments." Uh, and I thought, and I, I just went, I just went quiet. <laughs> Just went quiet. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Um, he he wasn't annoyed, but he, but what he was trying to say was, you know, taekwondo is far more than than just uh, tournaments. Uh, he he wasn't a great fan of tournaments at that time, but realized that it was a a necessary evil. Um, uh, and I I didn't understand it until many years later. I could see why he didn't like it because it did change a lot of people. Um, you know, they went from uh, well, the ego got the best of them, as you mentioned. Yeah, of course. But they're normal human, um, I suppose, or normal human frailties come, comes in, you know, and uh, it's, uh, but but I suppose even the the, the rank system, color belts, so we, we expect our color belts to carry on in a particular way, yet when we become really high ranks, then we carry on in a really bad way ourselves. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're laying out the ground, uh, the groundwork for the, the low grades, and then we're carrying on in a not in, you know in a particular the the exact opposite way ourselves. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's a challenge for us. All right, you know, I, I suppose General Chase said before he died that um, you know he had the physical side of Taekwondo had gone so far, but yeah. the, the the weakness was, was in the the dough and so on, and that's definitely the area that. But I, I suppose as we get older as well. We become more and more aware of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, but I, I think when I was young, a teenager, I was headstrong. Yeah. And then when kind of in your 20s, 27, 28, you kind mm. of think, ah, now, now I have, you know, I know what it's about or whatever, you know. And then you're 40 years of age and you're like, God, mm. the 28 year old Don Dalton really hadn't a clue. <laughs> no. You know? And then when you're 50, and you're saying that forty-year-old I thought man, the clue. and it's it's kind of now you realise I still don't have a clue, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's a, that's a good sign. Well, <laughs> Eventually, we're starting to. Yeah, I, mean, to like, I think I think we I think we change, but that 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 sort of reminds me of something. You know, when when I when I um, reluctantly i say reluctantly became a taekwondo master because i wasn't particularly um it wasn't a focus of mine at that time um you know, there was this thing that they they didn't promote promote masters um you know who are younger than 45 at that time that was that was sort of a an unwritten rule um but now 
you know, there are, there are obviously Taekwondo students who are starting at an early age and, and they're becoming masters at a very young age. And I think that's a really big, uh, we're sort of going off topic a bit, but I, I think that's a really big burden to to carry. I don't know, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, of course, look, I suppose you think of, we have, for example, Master Hollingsworth, he hmm. started at four, at four years of age, you know, so, but it is a big burden. There's no doubt about that. Hmm. Um, and like, I never forget actually, because it was Master Chejan Wad promoted me to seventh degree, and I never forget what he said to me. Mm. He, he he said, "I want to congratulate you on your promotion to seventh degree." But then he said, he turned, he says, "But of course, you know, there's no such thing as a master." Mm. <laughs> and I I really think I never forgot that. I I think that was the key to yeah. that. That really was. In fairness, I have never heard anybody else say that, mm. and I kind of never forgot it. I thought it was a really really good thing. So, I mean. Let's face it. Uh, how you you know? It's, I look at it myself as as I'm trying to grow and try to improve in, in Taekwondo always. But like, really, I I feel I don't feel like a a master, a master of what you know. Mm, maybe yeah. maybe we should talk about that more often because um, a lot, I suppose a lot of us believe they we believe in this this this. Uh, persona that we're what we're meant to be and then that's again is our, our big downfall you know yeah so um i know this is getting away from the whole tournament side but but, but it's all connected up as well you know yeah. ultimately yeah I, I think so well you it, 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 it what's again this always brings me up my, my mind works like this but occasionally when i when i send emails to people at the bottom i put um master gale and, and then underneath i put master of nothing not even himself <laughs> and I, I, I've, I've done that on many occasions because sometimes I feel I think well but what, what am I a master at here you know, uh, I, know. I, I can kick and I can I can punch and I, I used to do it a lot better I don't do it so good now yeah. um, I know. but but yeah the, you know going back you, you said about Trojan Wild well I actually when, when I took my I took my sixth degree. I was lucky enough to take it under um, General Che, you know, a few years before he died. Uh, and um, he said to me, oh, you know, do you read philosophy? And I said, no, I don't, sir. I, I said, well, I actually said, well, I have read a little bit. He said, oh, you must read more. You must read more, more philosophy. Um, and uh, in fact, when I saw him uh, a few years, just again, prior to his death in Vienna, uh, I said to him, yes, I've been reading um asian philosophy i've been reading some of the greek philosophers as well um and he said oh that's that's good that's good um and i think he, he was saying to me that he was trying to say to me that it, it's not all about kicking and punching you have to have a certain mindset uh if you're going to if you're going to lead people you have to have a certain mindset so that so that was a uh an interesting you know if you're talking about a martial mindset then he, he said to me really you need a, a uh, a mindset of somebody who's going people are going to look up to and uh, respect but it's not all about your kicking and punching oh uh, yeah absolutely but i wonder has that that message hasn't been put across enough i think for i suppose look general che is gone now you know with every decade there's less and less people that have had the chance to train with him you know mm. um and maybe there's a i think there's almost an overemphasis ray on, on on the tournament side of things now Yes, and that's somebody like that was big. I mean, I was, you know, I loved competitions yeah, yeah. and so on. Yeah, but but uh, I think we're we've we've lost a lot of what Taekwondo is should be about. I I well I I I agree. I really do uh, agree, and it's it's 
um, it, it's sort of taken away f- uh, taken away from what is uh, a fantastic actual um, art. Uh, taekwondo, you know, the the, the dynamic um, side of taekwondo is, is fantastic to look at. Not not just the you know the, the the fighting, but the training, you know, and the and the um, you know the the interaction when you're sparring and the you know the yes. jump and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it, it it is it is a real shame because it, it, the sort of competition side has it's almost come to number one in the pecking order, and everything else has really um, you know been dropped <laughs> right yeah. down. Right down. And, and you know, no, there's another problem as well with, with that and the tournament side of things is I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think as well that the the whole area of self defence mm. has really suffered uh, as well. It seems to be like just pushed to the side. Yeah, and actually, yeah. if you ask your students, like if you ask the young kids, what do you want to to do? Just the odd time, what do you want to do today? Do you want to do work on sparring patterns? And you know, they, some people will say sparring, some people will say patterns, but an awful lot of them will say, "Can we do self defense, sir?" Well, there's been a lot of bad self defense being taught in Taekwondo as well, and very yeah. unrealistic. Yes, yeah. Well, it will not work. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think you're right there. I mean, I, I've um. Recently got one. In fact, one of my one of my um, ex students comes up and he does a bit of um, uh, self defense. He's, he's actually uh, uh, does it for a living. He's um, a bodyguard, basically. Okay. Uh, so so he he does a little bit, but he he talks about the um, you know the, the 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 brain side of it and the thinking and the psychological side of self defense and how it affects you and you know your tunnel vision when when these things happen and that's really good that's really good but yeah i think you're i think you're right but i also think that because the further we've we've gone away from the early days of taekwondo and those early pioneers uh the more that um uh that self defense has sort of disappeared because we don't um it doesn't get pressure tested anymore you know we don't do as perhaps as much destruction as we used to and that you know we're sparring with safety equipment rather than without safety equipment. so you know people are not getting uh sometimes don't feel you know a psychic like you used to <laughs> i remember you know say right we just we were doing line work and then we just go right line up face each other spar no equipment just spar yeah. right. even in yeah. the gradings if you remember i'm sure it was the same in the UKTA. Yeah. Um, we with the RITA when I started, I was we was because there was only one organization at the start. Really, was RITA in Ireland. We we did our ratings. We did sparring without any any mm. uh, foot pads or hand pads. You know, mm. <laughs> you know yeah. it's a different game. Totally, it's a totally different game when you're sparring without pads. Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, uh, but 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 in fairness, I suppose as well, I do think that um, the high level taekwondo sparring, the, the contact is is quite hard. Depends on the organization as well. I know that I know with the um some some organizations have gone particularly light and some have gone very, very hard. So so it depends really. But uh, I, I don't like to go into into to put one down. It's it's like you know, a lot of ITF people they, they criticize WT all the time. All the time criticizing. In fact, mm-hmm. the WT WTF people are criticizing it now because there's more yeah. lead leg kicks and so on as well. But um I, I always don't like to be criticizing other martial arts or other organizations because I remember uh, years ago in in a small club I have called Mill Street Taekwondo. It's a rural town, about 3,000 people. I got a guy called Christophe Dundee. He was from Cote d'Ivoire and he was living in France and he came to work in small Mill Street. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was um, 
in and out of the na French national team in WTF. He was about 85 kilos. And this guy, when he kicked, it was, I was like, I was dreaming about it. I was hoping this guy was going to stay training with me. Yeah. He was astounding. Now, he only stayed for about a year and then he went back to France. And I tell you, all of our people had respect for WTF people. Yeah, yeah. When they were sparring Christoph Dunder. You remember we had great fighters like Patrick yeah. O'Connor. Yes, yes. Christoph would kick them. And these guys like were saying, man, this is too hard. Yeah. They, you know, so <laughs> I know that there's a lot of these phenomenal fighters, like, you, you know, in TAGB. Yeah. Like you think about how their top fighters, they're going to be winning medals in any ITF World Championships yeah. as well, you know? So, you know, uh, like there's just, you should just appreciate, you think of guys like Joseph, is this, how do you say his name? Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. yeah, yeah. These just guys were, were great fighters and they would have won in any organization. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, no, so, I, 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 I agree, I agree. And I think... um. I, you know, sort of almost back to that, our, our initial, we sort of golf track, which is fine, by the way, our, our, our martial, our martial mindset. It's, it's, um, some, sometimes we have to be a bit more open with our martial mindset, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, try and, try and give, give more credit to all of us, really, um, because we're, we're, we're all, we're all doing the, the bottom line is we may kick and punch in a slightly different way, but it's still kicking and punching. And, yeah, uh, you know, you've got, you've got to respect um, uh, everybody uh, and their, their own, uh, their own journey, their own style, what they want to do, um, you know, because it's, it's all got some benefit, everything there's benefit in all of it. You know, um, mm -hmm. I see some great uh, karate exponents, uh, which makes me, oh, yeah. makes me go, wow. I see some Kung Fu exponents think, wow, that, that is awesome. Um, you know, and people from all disciplines, all disciplines. Um, um, about, about, I don't know, was it four weeks ago? I was in, um, I forget now even which cities. I was, uh, it was outside Birmingham. We had a, a course in, um, with the ITF union in, in um, Master Holland's so was organizing it. So we were talking about great competitors. And I was saying my hero was Tony Sewell, Master Tony Sewell, who, and a lot of the people didn't know who he was, you know. Yeah. But I was saying, of course, like he was ITF world champion in 81, and then he was with Taekwondo International, he won a few um, different uh, world titles with team and individual. And, and of course, you probably were sparring him and grew yes. up, you know, and he was my hero. I had, I had a picture of him, I still remember, on the, over my bed. Yeah. And then I met him in real life. It turns out he's one of the nicest guys. Oh, lovely. Yeah. No, and for me, and a lot his nickname was the Iceman because he was, he's just a quiet person. Yeah. But yeah. actually, for me, the per person I saw was like, I mean, he was my hero. And usually you say, don't meet your heroes because they let you down. Yeah. You know, there's that, you've probably heard that. But but like, I, I always felt that I had him from come to Ireland for some seminars and he was my hero before and afterwards. Yeah. I just thought he was astounding, but he, he was very cool and easygoing, but yeah. my God, what, what a competitor. Oh, so I, 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 I think a lot of people, the younger people don't realize how great these guys were. Um, I, I put him up there with the greats of ITF, like yeah. Paul yeah. Germain and all these guys. Like, I don't think any of these guys could beat Master Tony Sue. 
to be a to be in my opinion even yeah. the, the these great competitors he was just amazing but still for me he was very uh, i thought he, i think he was a very humble person he, um, yeah. so yeah. very good role model yeah yeah um and he's still my hero anyway yeah and i uh, you know master ogburn and i talked about him because he had to yeah. meet with him and so on and he yeah, was he said he was his hero you know well i i, I um I went to see him last year, actually. Um, I hadn't seen him for many years. So uh, myself and a friend, um, Master Ferguson, we went up to see him and just to spend a little time with him, which was which was fantastic to to see him. Um, and I, I also, on my very first uh, World Championships abroad, which was uh, 83, 84, I went to Los Angeles to Master Hill's competition. I, I, ro- I roomed with him, actually. We were in the same room. Um, and... Uh, got really got to to know him and as you say quiet such a lovely guy um and and it was almost really strange because you see this this really quiet guy uh very relaxed and then went on the the square and just demolished people i'm thinking the two don't go together it used to mess with my head i could think well how 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 can he be that cool and then just do what he did (laughs) he was a stoner as a teenager i never stopped we had the guy. The, remember this Geico spectacular with the Jeff Smith yeah. team that came. Yeah. I watched that video so many times. I actually learned and formulated a lot of stuff just by continually watching that. Yeah, yeah. Watch. I mean, it was you. You, you of course. I think it was it was Howard Sewell was also on. His brother was also on that yeah. team as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it was full of legends of like Troy Dorsey from the USA and oh, so yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, awesome. My world. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I met I met him as well. In um... uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I was trying to. I, I remember. Um, I met Troy. Uh, sorry, I met. I met those, some of those guys. Um, in um in Florida, in the early yes. thousands. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I was trying to think whether whether Tommy. Do you remember Tommy Williams? Um, Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, I, I, I actually. Yeah, I actually fought him at um, in Wembley, in the in the ring. Yes, uh, and got absolutely mullered by. <laughs> full contact world champion in PK. He, he was a full contact world champion, but I tell you what, he was a lovely, lovely guy. I, I, I just, I was just thankful I got out of the ring and walked out. <laughs> well, he was a bit, a, a, a lot heavier. I think he was more. I mean, well, you, you yeah, were, you were was, early. yeah. He, he wasn't that much heavier than me, to be honest, but, but. No, no, he wasn't. He he was um, he was probably sort of a. I was probably a light, and he was probably a welter or something like that. But um, yeah. um, but yeah, he he was a lovely guy actually. He was a really nice chap, and um, you know, I remember going up and uh, sort of shaking his hands, and uh, it, it was it was a good lesson in martial arts for me yeah. at, at that time. So yeah, yeah. The PKA was very big back then at that point. It was, and you had you had some really great fighters, and you had this guy Johnny Stereo from Canada, and a really yeah. really top top yeah. fighters, you know. Long street. No, it's the MMA. It's it's it's, yeah. it's kind of the one championship, and it's the UFC, you know. Yeah, I'm 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 I, I don't mind watching a bit of uh, MMA, but I still um, I still miss the old days of uh, UFC and MMA when when they had when you could tell almost tell which style people did yeah. uh, you know going back to the um, you know the the graces and so on in the very yeah. early where they they used to come on with like a, a you know the crowd well, I, I i didn't like it at the start really yeah. i i was kind of you know i'm a big boxing fan and i was kind of 
a little bit, maybe I suppose, horrified by it. But but no, you become a little bit mm. used to it. Yeah. And no, I, I don't really follow it. I mean, I follow UFC so much, but yeah, I do appreciate the level of professionalism. And it is, it, it's a, I mean, the people that are training in it, it it's fine details. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I, I I can appreciate I can appreciate their uh, their the the skilling it uh, in that. Very serious skill. Yeah, what I liked about it in the early days was the fact that you could tell that you know this was a taekwondo exponent, this okay. was a right. you know, this was a grappler, um, blah blah blah. You you can't tell now. No, not they, so much. They, no. they do everything. You know, they they. Yeah, you know, they they work on their stand up game. They work on their ground game, uh, and so on. And so, you you can't quite see the, the differences. But I just used to like the fact that you know a a, a grappler used to get in there with a, a striker, and yeah, yeah. see how they handle it. And, and and they were had almost totally different approaches. Yeah, of course, it's good. So, that- Julian Julian is training away you now with the the, the um, SPG in Cork as well. Mm. Um, not so much in the last few months, but he had a few injuries. But um, but like they, they, he was telling me even that they they'd be saying to him, you know that, and people don't realize this because a lot of the yeah, MMA people would down taekwondo, but they'd be th- saying to him that he goes too hard. Mm. But a lot of top class taekwondo people, the level of contact is is very very hard. It's yeah. something we have to to watch you now because we, we're learning a lot now about concussion and so on. Yes. Whereas yeah. in the past, if our people were concussed, I remember in 2007 we had the World Championships in Birmingham with the ITF with um, with Che Jung and Leon Bryden, who's a really great fighter, one of our guys. Um, was we were in the team final versus Argentina, and Leon got a, a reverse turning kick to the head. It was completely knocked out. Now Leon kept fighting after that. Hmm. I was the coach. If it was me, now I'd be saying, you know, no, that's it, finished. But Leon yeah. finished the fight. He yeah, couldn't yeah. remember anything afterwards. He couldn't remember where, where am I, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. because the, the, the big danger is the secondary concussion, you know? Yes. So, yeah. um, that's something probably we should look at as well in Taekwondo in, in high-level tournaments. When somebody uh, takes a very, very hard blow, with this, the minute break can be a problem. Yeah. Because it allows somebody to, conco- to, to recover somehow. Hmm. But actually... Probably they shouldn't be fighting anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. minute break, it can be a, actually a negative thing, you know. Hmm. Um, so we're, I mean, we're learning a lot through 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 rugby and and so on about about the issues of concussion, you know. Yeah, I think I think everyone's definitely a bit more uh, well, a lot more aware and, and more careful now. Um, you know, certainly with um, with young uh, young people as well who. You know, we we all we all know that um, you know when we're in there and you, you get hit hard and you always want to carry on. You know, always. If you if you ask them, you say, "Right, are you okay?" and they get, and we'll always go, "Yeah." <laughs> so it's, it's 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 taking that decision away from them and saying, yes. "No, you're not. You can't carry on." You know, yeah. and, and that's it. And I think that that's important. Anyone listening to uh, to this, I'm sure will will agree that uh, <clears throat> sometimes, particularly with. Um, and and the mindset, the strong mindset, gets in the way then because you you, you don't you don't want to stop. You want to go right. No, I'm I'm okay. I can fight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So that we hit two fighters in that on that team that both should not have probably have been fighting. Because mm. we had Colin O'Shaughnessy who had a, an issue in the individuals and the heavyweights. He got kicked with a shin yeah. and was knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin fought in the team final because we got to the final without him because he was he had to go to the hospital. Mm. But he came back and he fought the last fight of the team. Probably shouldn't have been fighting at all. I I, I talked to Colin about this after. Colin is Colin is an absolute warrior. His attitude is, but if it was back, if I was there now with the knowledge I had, no, I wouldn't have had him fighting at all, even though he won. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we ended up winning because of him winning the last fight. But he probably shouldn't have been fighting, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And, and the reason he, he went out last was because the Argentinians had uh, different weights on their team. Mm. We had we had six big guys. And they put their lightweight, their in fact, their their, their minus fifty eight kilos out last because they thought Colin wasn't going to fight, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you know, when our guys stood up, they were kind of looking, you know, and they were kind of surprised. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's better to take it out of the, the hands of the coach. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't know anything about concussion. No, no. Well, in 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 my sort of local events that, that I do for, for Puma, I tend to defer to the paramedics. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I say, look, you know, you you decide if if you think they're not fit, regardless of what they say or anyone else says, okay, that's it. You know, they, they have yeah. to, to leave the square. And I think that uh, you have to take a, a sensible approach. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so you go, you go back to that um, that Geico spectacular, which, which was a phenomenal tournament. I think it was, I don't know, you you maybe it's 80, 1985? Yes, it, it it was. I I was really upset because I wanted to fight in that, uh, and I was I I wasn't. Um, uh, I don't know if I was injured or something, but um, it was actually um, uh, a fighter called Dave Mears who went in. Oh yeah, Dave Mears. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he went. He aggressive. went aggressive. Yeah, he went the right way. He was probably better suited for that, to be honest. Than, I don't know. I don't know, but I think he fought Charlie Lee in it. That's uh, right. He did yeah. fight Charlie. Yeah. yeah he did. And uh, I, but uh, the reason I was going back to it was because Troy Dorsey fought, fought Harjit Singh. Yes, I know. Har- he, he he was a top class fighter. Oh. But Troy Dorsey obviously he hit him with a shot, and that was it. It was finished very quickly, like within ten seconds. Yeah. And of course, because of our Taekwondo rules, it continued. And yeah. Harjit was already, he was blinking. He, he was already concussed. There's yes. no doubt. Yeah. And it continued. And then he he got some other, he got a jumping back kick and he dropped down and Troy Dorsey again was, he was yeah. wacko, full contact world champion. He was IBF boxing world champion at featherweight. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to be hit by that guy um, yeah. in that way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an area of of, of uh, weakness in our in our you know tournaments de- definitely. But but Troy Dorsey, I met him anyway in uh, I had a seminar in in Texas in Dallas, mm-hmm. and uh, Master Arnold uh, said he was good friends with Mister Dorsey, and I said, "Are you serious?" He said, "I said." I, I love Troy Dorsey. <laughs> I know so much about him. Can yeah. we go and meet him? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ring up Mr. Dorsey. And he says, rings him up. He says, come on down. We went down to his do- dojang, his center. 
we spent the day together. We had pizza together. <laughs> it was. He was such a nice man. And, you know, you'd find out how somebody is, how they treat the person who yeah. was bringing the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how respectful he was to the lady that was coming along, giving us the pizza. You, you really find somebody's true colours on how they treat that person. Yeah, yeah, I think I I agree with yeah yeah. I I, I heard I heard um I don't know where I, where I heard it whether it was an interview I was listening to or reading it I cannot remember, but it was an interview that Troy Dorsey was doing and he they said oh he said that um when when you're called Troy and you come from Texas you have to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the Geico video, would you? That's oh, where yeah. you heard it from. All right, okay. okay well, I was, well, you know, your name Troy. You come from Texas. You Texas. You've got to be able to fight. <laughs> so, no, I, I asked him about him winning the 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 featherweight world title at IBF. He was IBF featherweight world champion. Yeah. Now I don't know. I mean, the um, what what do you call them? The the heavyweights that were. Uh, from uh, Ukraine, um, I have the mental block on them, the two brothers. Um, the Klitschkos, no? Not yeah, the, the Klitschkos were wacko. One of yeah. them was wacko world champion, but yeah. he's amateur. But I don't know anybody who was professional uh, kickboxing world champion going over and winning like like, like uh, IBF or WBC or WBA world title. <laughs> it, there probably is, but, but it's fairly unique. So I was asking him about it, you know. He said, I was training with, I said, when did you realize you could win this? said, I was training with uh, Steve Cruz at the time. Now, Steve Cruz had fought Barry McGuigan in 1985, hmm. and he beat Barry McGuigan. Um, it was a famous, it got a Ring Magazine fight of the year. It was 15 rounds in, in, the, in the, the heat of Las Vegas. It was unbelievably hot. Yeah, and uh, McGuigan wilted in the 15th round, and, and Steve Cruz was world champion. Yeah, he said he was sparring partner for Steve Cruz for that fight. Right. And he said, I was sparring Steve Cruz all the time. And when Steve Cruz won the, the world title, I knew I could be world champion in boxing. Mm. I thought that was amazing because it shows the mentality. Once And, you know, if you believe deep down, that guy I'm sparring, he's just won the world title, I can be the world champion. And then he did go on to become the world champion, then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but, it's no, good, good, good. Um... Uh, like I said, the, the Americans at some of their, their PK great fighters. Uh, Long Street as well, wasn't it? Long Street was John Long Street, yeah. John Long Street, yeah. Um, he was on that team as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good fighter. And then you had yeah, you had yeah, Charlie Lee and John Chung, who were they were more more forms. Yeah, you know the kind of uh, I suppose musical forms is what was there very very famous for. You know, they yeah, were fantastic. They, they did um, when I went to. Um, Los Angeles, 84. Um, uh, uh, I think it was George Chung was doing a... a George Chung, yeah. George with, Chung. With Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, he was... He, he, they were together. Yeah, they just, were partners back then. Yeah, just before she, she sort of moved into into films. I got, I've got a picture with her, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the team that we, 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 we fought, and she was just trying to break into films at that time. Um, they did a great demonstration to the theme music of Shaft. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Just oh, great, you know that you know that tune, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yes, oh, yes, I've got it here. Isaac Hayes, I've got it on vinyl here. Yeah, one of my. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah I've got it on, on, on vinyl. Um, I haven't played it for many years, but I used to play it a lot. Yeah, fantastic. Um, 
You're reminding that I'm gonna to have to get that out for some for a tournament. Oh, trip. <laughs> and you know what? It's great as well. Here's a group good one if anybody's listening in their uh, Father Ted, that great uh, comedy show. Okay, yeah. You Google Father Ted and Shaft, the new team music from Shaft. Yes, for me, it's probably the best scene of the whole series. Yeah, I, I know. Really yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, remember that. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, we <laughs> so talking about the the the, the martial mindset. We've we've gone on a few tangents, but that's okay because it's all. It, it's all it's all connected. It's all connected, um, which is great. So, where where, where what 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 are your plans for the for the rest of the year? I mean, uh, obviously you're going to come back to, come back home at some point. Yeah. Well, I'm back on on August twelfth, and then I'm trying to get a ticket to see. This is aside now from Taekwondo. I'm trying to get a ticket for a Liverpool game with Bournemouth on, on the weekend of the 18th of August. But the following week, then I go to USA for an I teaching an IIC. Okay. Um, and then like I, I'm gone for a week and then I come back and then the following weekend, I teach yeah. back teaching classes. And the following weekend, I go to Germany for teaching a course. And it just continues. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like that all the time. I, I have a, to be honest with you, before I came here to Asia, I was burnt out. Yeah, I, I love traveling, but the last trip um, might have been the one in Birmingham. Hmm. I, I came home and I said, "I'm wrecked. I'm really. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was gone. Like, yeah. so I, I kind of needed this time. And it, it's funny. I come here to wind down, but I'm training in the gym every day for two, two, two and a half hours. So yeah, it, yeah. it's a kind of. An, I suppose I maybe I don't know about you, but I kind of have an addictive personality, and that's why I never drank alcohol. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly, when it comes to training, I, I find it tough not to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad if I don't train as well, but also I enjoy. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's something. Well, well, may, may, maybe at some point, because um, our our paths haven't crossed for a long time. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they will. Uh, at some point in the in in the future, as I said, I, I'm tending to be more of a more of a homeboy these days. I'm not not yeah, traveling much and um, trying to uh, do things a, a little bit 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 closer to home. I've sort I've sort of t- um, taken myself a, away from it really. Um, although I am I am due to go. I'm hoping to go to Vienna uh, towards the end of the year for a, an IIC. Um, yes. And um, what what I'd like to do is perhaps to. Go and watch the, the the Puma squad compete in certain places, but um, but money's tight at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cost of living and everything else is uh, it's difficult. Um, and uh, I've, although I've got older children, I've got younger children to uh, finance yeah, as well. Of course. I know, I know. Yeah, look, I know. Look, and and uh, but you're still living in Bristol, aren't you? No, not Bristol. No, I'm living um, in between in between oh, Bristol. Awesome. Swindon, I live in uh, just outside Chippenham. Yeah, yeah. So not not far. As I, I moved as well, like I, I was living in Cork City since you know since I don't know almost thirty years. Um, but but uh, we we kind of moved back to my hometown. Is a place called Tralee. Yes, and yeah. I moved uh, to kind of right on the beach. It's about ten minutes from the town. Hmm. So I moved there in in November. Um, kind of bought a very old house, and hmm. it's lovely because. You walk out and you're on the the, the, the sea. Mm. You know, there's beaches all all around and it's it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a kind of going back. My brother lives in town. My sister, my mother is still alive. Mm. So Master Reardon, Master Moriarty. Well, I it's Jason and John 
yeah, yeah. We're, we're lifelong friends, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's lovely. Like uh, the week before I left, I found a nice cafe in my hometown that I never knew when I met Jason Moriarty, Master Moriarty. Yeah. We met for a coffee. It's 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 a, like a new lease mm. of life in many ways. You know, I love it. So yeah, it yeah. is a change, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's good. Well, listen, hang on, hang on. Um, uh, I, I'm, we'll continue after this, uh, but I just want to say, well, thank you to you, really. For it's been lovely catching up. Um, I hope my people listening to this uh, have enjoyed the uh, the passion that you um, obviously exude when you when you're talking about uh, martial arts and uh, and taekwondo in particular. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll catch up soon in person. We'll have a uh, my tipple of choice is green tea. So <laughs> we'll have a, a <laughs> I'm green still on tea. coffee, but that's bad, probably. A green tea together. Well, no, not really. I, I do enjoy a bit of coffee as well, but uh, main thing is uh, a green tea. And also had a, a um, somebody who's, who's given me uh, a large box of ginseng tea actually recently. So um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... I got that before in uh, one of the tournaments we had in South Korea, but we, I didn't know what to do with it and I gave it away. All right. Yes, I've so, so, so got some. <laughs> but, but listen, th- thanks uh, ever so much. Um, uh, those listening to this, I'll be back soon. Uh, me, the, gra- the Dark Master, with another podcast. Um, and I uh, just want to say thank you very much to Master Dalton. Um, not only is uh, uh, a, a great uh, a great friend, but he, he also works hard in, in Taekwondo as well and, um, uh, you know, gives uh, gives up his time for other people, which is great. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thanks again. Bye-bye.